This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. This is a scary story, man. Uh, Eminem is at home in April, minding his own business, Jim. Yeah. Quarantining like everyone else, you know, staying at home. And uh, he turned around, there was a stranger, a man standing behind him. Stranger was identified as Matthew David Hughes. He's now on trial, and a cop at the trial yesterday said that the the home invader told Eminem that he was there to kill him. Oh my, it's like real life Stan the super fan. Yes. Holy cow. Yeah, the guy said he was there to kill Eminem. He got he got past Eminem as a security team in front of his house. I'm sure it's a much larger security team now. But uh, this guy somehow managed to get past them, got to the back of the house, smashed through uh, a glass door with a uh, a brick. Wow. And then was standing right behind Eminem when he said, I'm here to kill you. Wow. You know you have a big house when somebody smashes a window with a brick at your house and you can't hear it. You don't notice it until they're standing, <laughs> they're standing two feet Jeez. in your peripheral. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank goodness Eminem's okay. Um, it, it, I was curious to know, because I know you always work through scenarios like this in your head, Jim. Like, uh, you've talked about being at church and wondering if, if bad guys came in, what would you do to stop them? So you're mm-hmm. always you're always pre-planning. Oh, yeah. What have you thought, if somebody ever broke into your house, like, what's the game plan for Jim Kelly? Um, my game plan, okay, I have a bat beside my bed. Yeah, full size or mini? Uh, full size, wooden bat. Okay. I guess maybe it's like, maybe, uh... You don't don't want to go aluminum? Uh, are you afraid that maybe the wooden bat will break? If I do, that'd be the coolest thing ever. Like, the best (laughs) home run. Um, I don't know, I I just had a wooden one at my parents' place from back in the day, and I just grabbed it. Okay, Um, so wooden bat, you hear somebody, you hear the the, the window smash, you grab the bat first thing, then what? Yeah, I I say, uh, Sarah, call 911. Yep. And uh, I go out, confront them. Mm -hmm. I go for it. Or, like, you know, if I went out, it depends. If I thought there was more than one guy or if I saw, like, a weapon, I would go back into the bedroom and then I would barricade the door with uh, the mattresses and the dressers and stuff. Sure. Call the cops. Uh, hold down the fort for a bit. Mm. That's a, that's all I got. I yeah. I have a gun. I, I like to think, you know, at the t- outside my bedroom, there's uh, the big staircase. Yeah. So I've always thought about just opening the door, running, and like tackling the the bad guy down the staircase. Mm. I also have a bat. It's aluminum, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then you finish the job with the bat. Yeah. But then you you might get like concussed as you fall down the stairs. So maybe just Sparta kick him down. Yes. This is Taz's house. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, realistically, I'd probably get stabbed right away. Sure. Lose the fight. Sure. Well, Some the, desperate the guy. thing is, you, you defend your house, and then you end up getting getting charged. Yeah. And the sued. old story goes, yeah, yeah. You throw the guy down the staircase, and then he sues you and ends up living in your house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who watched uh, Guy's Grocery Games on the U.S. Food Network last night? Our friend Aaron was a contestant on the show. 
Then we have Aaron Ciselli Russell, culinary teacher and executive chef of a busy fine dining restaurant operated by the culinary school staff and students. I'm always in a rush. My life is a total rush. I've got three little kids. I work with students every day. We've got a busy restaurant, so we're always on the go. I'm wearing red. Red's our color. Go Falcons, go. Yeah, she's a chef instructor at Fanshawe College, and now she is uh, she's known as the the woman who won on Guys Grocery Games, Erin Cerselli Russell. Welcome back to the program. Here, you doing okay? You tired this morning after the big uh, the big screening of the show? You know, we watched it over and over and over again. It was just <laughs> amazing. <laughs> is it weird to see yourself on a, a a national and international television program like that? Yeah, yeah, you know, you're never you're never used to your voice or your face to see it up on a big screen. It's like, whoa. <laughs> well, you really did a good job. Let's let's skip the seafood round. So you made it through the first round, made a seafood dish. But I think, you know, what won you the competition was the 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 dish you made in the second round. So the the premise is Guy Fieri gives you each a shopping cart with two um, ingredients in it that don't necessarily go together, and you got to make it work. What were your ingredients in round two? So round two, I had a bag of fortune cookies and a can of sweet and sour sauce. Mm, and you decided to make? Well, the, the show, you had to make a spicy takeout dish. So I just went, you know, pad thai style. <laughs> Up first, uh, Chef Aaron. When I think of spicy takeout, I go back to my love of traveling in Thailand. So I've made a spicy noodle dish with a little crispy chicken. I hit up the fortune cookies as a crust for a crispy chicken uh, with a nice sweet, sour, and a lot of heat. You're gonna pour it out on your plate? I'll have a bite. This is exactly what I think about when I think about spicy takeout. A noodle dish, I'm picking up, eating on my own, not sharing with anyone. You honored the fortune cookie. So I pulled the chicken out to actually taste the crust on it, and you can taste fortune cookie. It's incredible. The chicken is overcooked, but really incredible use of that fortune cookie. Nice. That sauce is really delicious. I could swim around like that, like Scrooge McDuck in money. Seriously, it's really <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. I love the crust on the chicken. I wanted a little bit more sauce because it's quite delicious, but you definitely hit spicy takeout. So very good job. How did the, the chicken taste with the fortune cookie crust on it? It's just like sweet crusted chicken. <laughs> you really seem to wow them, though. Yeah, yeah, they, they really loved it. Have you ever heard of that before? Or was that like something you just pulled out of thin air, that idea to put the fortune cookie in it? Well, you had to use the fortune cookie. And, uh, you know, if you saw the show, you saw that Wing didn't really incorporate the fortune cookie. Yeah, Wing. Wing. So. Wing, Wing was one of the contestants, and I was obviously cheering for you, but I liked him. He seemed like such a calm, gentle soul. Very, yeah. Totally back surfer. <laughs> but he really blew it by making the, his lady fingers into a side dish instead of uh, part of the entree. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never seen the show before, but I was like, Wing, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> this is not going to go over well with the judges. During our prep talk, that was like one of the main things, too. He said, don't just leave out an ingredient. Don't put a frou-frou garnish. He's like, focus on using everything yeah. and make a really good dish. Yeah. Was, did you get to hang out with the other contestants at all? Oh, all day long. Oh, that's cool. All day long while we were, serve, um, while we were taping, yeah. Were you guys super competitive or did you become friends? 
No, no, it was really relaxed and just a, just a really friendly environment. Just a bunch of, you know, friendly guys from, from all ends of the States just hanging out, chatting about their kids, their lives, their food. Cool. Really, really fun time. Well, it's especially fun for you because you won and you walked away with $12,000 U.S. Yeah, U.S., that's right. <laughs> How does that work when a Canadian wins a game show in the United States? Do they have to, you have to pay tax on that money? You do, but then over, over time you get it back. It takes a little bit of time, but you do get it back. All right, so you hmm. will get the full amount eventually. I, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do with the cash? I know you're kind of hinting that you're taking the kids to Disney, but that's yeah, not that happening was... for a while. <laughs> no, that was just to please them so they could hear their names on TV. Yeah. <laughs> it's going right to the ro- right to the wardrobe, eh? That's mommy's yeah. money. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the uh, folks over at Fanshawe College were very proud of you uh, as one of their chef instructors to. Uh, do so well on guys' grocery games, and you also at the end of the show, you you wrap things up by giving Fanshawe College a shout out. I just won twelve thousand dollars on guys' grocery games, and I want to thank the school because without the school, I wouldn't be the chef I am today. <laughs> they should give you another twelve grand just for that yeah, plug. That's yeah, a, that's that's raise material right there, Aaron. That's well, a little international advertising. NBD. <laughs> for, for Fanshawe College, uh, congratulations, Aaron. That's uh, yeah, I've, We figured you did pretty good in the way you were talking about uh, being on the show. and We've got a YouTube channel that has the, the show from last night. If you want to see how Aaron uh, did on Guy's Grocery Games, you can find that on the Taz and Jim Facebook page. That's what uh, good Canadian sports fans do, right? Apologize after a big win. Sorry. Hey, sorry about that there, guys. Good game, though. uh, Yeah, you put in a real good effort, but uh, we just felt we needed to win that one, huh? (laughs) Oh, 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 oh! In your face, eh? Big overtime win for the, the Raptors last night. Jim, you put together a little something for us here? Yeah, we got a little montage. Walker on the drive, gets to the rim, layup, he missed it! With 2.2 seconds remaining, Siakam for the win! Oh, almost banked it in, and we're going to overtime! Powell against Walker, five seconds to go. Powell pulls up three-pointer, won't go, rebound smart, double overtime! And Anobi, straight on three, bang! OG Ananobi and the Raptors now take a one-point lead! Tatum off the bounce, stripped by Powell! with one man to beat. Drives into Smart. Count it and the foul! That'll do it. It's all over. The Raptors win. And their season is still alive. There will be a Game 7 fittingly in this series. Wow. That's just fun. That's fun to listen to. Because it went the right way at the end. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. (laughs) I I know Manny, our man in the Y108 studios, Hammer Manny, huge Raptors fan, you're a little bit stressed out last night, Manny. Oh, dude, I uh, I was so stressed out just watching that game. I mean, they played like 50-plus minutes. I felt like I was in the game with them watching it. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm, I was so tired. Like you said, I couldn't go to bed for like two hours after. Man. Yeah, you were thinking you may have to call in sick today. Take a day think, to recover. I seriously thought, like, am I am I gonna be able to make it up today, like for the alarm and everything? But uh, thank God I'm here, and I'm happy to, yeah, 
be able to talk about it with you guys. Oh, man. Yeah, being sick would have been the worst excuse. We know what happened last night. Uh-huh. We, we would know exactly what we Well, Manny told to. me, he called me, he <laughs> called me around 5 o'clock this morning. He's like, Taz, I feel super hungover this morning. Yeah. And I didn't have anything to drink last <laughs> night. <laughs> the emotional hangover. It, it really yeah. was a roller coaster there. Double overtime, you know? That's a... Uh, it it kind of makes me nervous though because I, I know they're not the Leafs, but last time this happened in Toronto, a month ago, Leafs had a huge like late game or like deep in overtime win, and then yeah, they blew late it in, in the, the seventh series, game. Yeah, right. so I just I just I hope that we just didn't go up on the top of this roller coaster just to be let down. Right. The Raptors are not the Toronto Maple Leafs, Jim. I know, Come on. I know. They're defending <laughs> champions. I know, but that's why I probably Manny couldn't sleep last night. It's like the win, oh. but then there's still one more game left. Yeah, it was it was the mental, emotional, psychological roller coaster. I am like exhausted, like I told you guys. It is just it's crazy. It's 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 so hard being a sports fan sometimes, but uh with the Raptors playing like the way they are these days, man, it's like it is so nice. Oh man, they're I'm just a lie. fun team, lovable, yeah. lovable mm-hmm. characters. Kyle Lowry is going to go down as one of the all-time great Toronto athletes. Oh, for sure, he's already there. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. at the top yeah. of the list. And the fact that this game seven is on a Friday night, Manny, you oh, know, boy. you can be as emotionally and as <laughs> actually hungover as you want because it's Saturday. You don't have to uh, to get up at four in the morning to come to work. That's right. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna try and be good though, because you know, I. I uh, like. I, I think I mentioned this before to you guys, but I. I feel like whenever I, I drink or whatever, the next day it's like a two day recovery period after for me. So I don't know if it's me or if it's just, you know, the the Raptors or whatever it is. But yeah. oh man, you're getting I, uh, old, bud. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was telling Jim, I was like that game last night. I'm stressing out, man. I'm starting to lose some follicles. You know, <laughs> starting to look like Taz. That's what yeah. happened to me. I started. I started uh, cheering for. Uh, Toronto sports teams, all my hair fell out. <laughs> oh, Done. That was it. <laughs> all right. Well, go Raptors. Big win last night over the Celtics. Game seven, Friday night. Talking about uh, Eminem. He had a home intruder. And the guy told him he was there to kill him. Uh, discussing strategies. What would you do in that situation? What would you do if someone... Broke into your house. You woke up in the middle of the night. You heard that dreaded noise. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of Taz and Jim listeners have uh, given their strategy more thought than we have, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about it that much. Baseball bat is a popular option. A lot of people apparently sleeping with bats next to their bed. Uh, here's a text message. This person says their name is Stan. I don't know if this is this is actually... <laughs> If this is actually a real Stan or not. But Stan says, Morning, guys. When protecting your home with a bat, make sure you have a sock covering the bat. That way, if the intruder grabs a hold of the end of the bat, you can pull the bat back and the sock will come off. You'll still have the bat. They'll be holding a sock. And then you can just go to town. Oh, the look on his stupid burglar face when that happens. (laughs) Sincerely yours, Stan. P.S. We should be together, too. <laughs> Thank you, Stan. Taz, do you, do you think this would work? I've I thought about this one. Like, I would say, like, if I heard somebody coming in the house, I would quickly look up on the internet, like, shotgun cocking sound effect. 
And then as soon as they came to the door, I'd go, honey, grab the gun, and then play the sound effect, and then hear them scatter and run. Do you think that would, that would work? Yeah, I, I don't know if you'd have time to pull that one off. And mm-hmm. How loud is it? Uh, what, what kind of sound system are you working with? you got to connect to the Bluetooth sure, speaker. Right, yeah. You know, this is, this is going to take a while. Unless you have, you're better off to just have a, a fake shotgun, I think, in the room. Or, yeah, an unloaded one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when protecting your home with a baseball bat, make sure you know how to swing the damn thing. So we should be going to batting practice, according to this listener. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dave says, next to my bed, I have a sock. Socks are like the most uh, popular <laughs> home defense tool, apparently. Next to my bed, I have a sock with an eight ball in it. Well, he mustn't get much sleep, Big Dave. <laughs> Oh, I think he means like a pool, like from a pool table eight yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah. Different eight ball. Yeah, to smack a guy in the head with it. Yeah. I think, well, I bet you mankind probably's got Mr. Socko beside his bed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of socks, is self-defense. I have a sock with an eight ball of Coke in it. That way I'm always alert in case <laughs> someone breaks into the house and I can grab my bat with another sock mm. on it. Taz and Jim. What's going on? Uh, nothing. I was just listening to you guys talking about the, the whole Eminem thing there, like kind of like home invaders. Yeah. And Jim said that he has the bat beside his bed there. I wanted to just pitch in there and say, uh, ask him if it's a wooden one, or you said you have an aluminum one, right, Taz? I have aluminum. He's got wood. So I'll give you. I'll give Jim's you. Jim's got wood next to his bed. <laughs> <He's> got... <laughs> so I'll give you a little tip here. If if you gonna keep a bat around for that kind of thing. Yeah. Always, always make sure it's wood, and I'll tell you why. It's because if your anything of you you is on that a print or something like that, and you used it, you can burn it. There you go. <laughs> your aluminum bat you cannot burn. At least yes. You get rid of it. Get rid of the weapon. Yeah. I didn't have a bat. I don't know what you're talking about. All right. Sorry. 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 I uh, <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. My personal belief is that if someone comes into your house threatening you or your family, you have a right to defend yourself, no matter what the court says. Thanks, man. And this has been a segment we like to call How to Murder a Guy and Get Away with It with Taz and Jim. That's smart, though. The wooden bat you can burn, Jim. Wouldn't you just, like, clean the aluminum bat? Ah, it's so much work. So, so, so <laughs> much a fire? So much cooler. You roll the body in a carpet, and you go in the backyard and, and put the bat in a fire, and you just stand over it and think about the decision you've made. <laughs> that is pretty cool. It's a great visual. Yeah. It's Taz and Jim. Good morning. Thursday, September the 10th, 2020. Tonight is the start of the NFL season. Yeah, football is back. What are you going to do about it, (laughs) COVID-19? We'll see. (laughs) Joining us, we've got one of the hosts of the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. Jordan, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. I cannot wait just to sit down and watch the uh, the first football game of the year been waiting for this for over 200 days um it's gonna be a long day tomorrow at work but just to get things started out it's gonna be great can't wait to see the action you're excited tonight's game you think it's gonna be a good one the houston texans versus the kansas city chiefs yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how these uh the rookie ceh starts out um you know there's a lot of hype around this guy they drafted him with the first running back picked in the selection last year so we're gonna see if andy Reid can get him in there and uh be as electrifying as everyone hopes and the Kansas City offense has got to be jacked up after that big Super Bowl last year yeah so who who would you start in tonight's game if you had uh, some players on your fantasy team 
Well, on the KC side of the ball, obviously Mahomes, you know, he's a no-brainer. I think you're going to play that guy every Would time. Would he be a good first-round pick in the fantasy draft? Because my buddy took him in the first round. He's like, what am I doing? Or maybe it was the second round. He's like, I've never taken yeah. a quarterback this early in the draft. Honestly, you have to know your draft. Because if, if you want a guy like that, you have to reach for him. The second round is more to our liking somewhere in there. Because if you're taking him in the first round, you're passing up on a lot of good starters where other people are filling out the roster. And most, most leagues, you only need, like, one quarterback, unless yeah. you're playing in super flex or something like that. So, I mean, I'm not going to bash the guy for doing it, but I probably would have waited a couple of minutes. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good guy. Like, no, I don't know. He's All right, good. rest of the weekend, who are the, who are the players who are just going to tear it up this weekend in your eyes, Jordan? Man, I, I love to see that Dallas offense. I, I can't wait to see. They were, they were handed a gift when they got CeeDee Lamb um, as a wide receiver there. So that whole offense is going to be um, pretty exciting to watch this weekend. And that, that being said, that opens up the field for Zeke. I think Zeke's going to have a huge week this week. he got to start him. Um, another guy that we really like, and I know there's a lot of Buffalo Bills fans around here, but you got to watch out for this little sneaky guy, Zach Moss. He seems to be the rookie that no one's talking about. And they had Singletary last year, and for them to go get Moss where they did, you got to start this guy. You got to you got to wait on him. You got to see how the coach is playing him. And I think that he's going to have a pretty good season um, as far as the Buffalo Bills go. Um, I I. I... I wish I talked to you before my fantasy draft. Well, I I had I think I had the opportunity to get Ezekiel Elliott and I didn't just because of his personal life. I'm like, I can't support it. No, I understand that. Who did you take over him? Do you remember? I can't remember. My team oh, looks terrible. Can't wait till the guy you picked over him does something illegal or <laughs> yeah, something stupid. <laughs> well, well Another, now you I, had to worry. This year you had to worry about players who were injured, players who had broken the law, and players who get COVID-19. That was another twist. And there was one or two of them that had a little COV next to their name while we were doing the draft. And I'm like, what's that? Oh, the, he's got COVID. He tested positive for COVID. Yeah, it's that this year too with drafting is you have to draft for depth, and I think with your buddy picking Mahomes in the first, your depth is probably going to be uh, a little bit shortchanged as when you're going to need this year because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean one week they could be great, and then next week they're sitting for two, but no one knows, right? So everyone's in the same boat. Another great offense that we got to look to this year is Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean Godwin's going to have a great year. Uh, Evans is already banged up. So a little bit nervous about him going into this weekend. But Fournette, we'll see how much that uh, they use um, Fournette this week. And Ronald Jones, the steal. So that whole Tampa Bay. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch Tampa Bay play. Just the the story and... Uh, people, Tampa Bay has all the fans that hate the New England Patriots cheering for them now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 All right, Jordan, he's uh, one of the hosts of the Reality Fantasy Football Podcast. New episode every Tuesday. Get it where you get your podcasts. Enjoy a weekend of football, and we'll chat with you again, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Do I want to know the gender of my unborn child? Hmm. And do I want to know badly enough that I'll risk burning down half of California to find out? <laughs> wild. Yeah, wild is, is right, Jim. A wildfire was sparked by a smoke-generating pyrotechnic device 
used at a party Saturday in El Dorado Ranch Park in California near Los Angeles. Caused a wildfire destroying thousands and thousands of acres of, uh, of natural wildlife. <laughs> it just it, it, crazy. It's so stupid. Blue smoke, I'm assuming. They've released a video of the device going off. Blue smoke, so congratulations uh, <laughs> to the couple. They're expecting a boy. And uh, yeah, they really, they really made sure everyone knew about it by burning down thousands of acres wow. of, uh, of grasslands. And if you thought it was going to be hard to afford that boy two months ago, all these charges now? They're they're screwed. They're adding up. Oh my god! That's an expensive gender reveal party. There was a crazy incident at a gender reveal party in Toronto last night. Jim. Yeah, this seems to be a trend here. This is there was uh, apparently a, a bunch of people rented a bar for a gender reveal party. A fight broke out, and there were eighty gunshots fired in this in this fight. At least eighty gunshots. So many gunshots and so many shell casings that the uh, police, the Toronto police, ran out of plastic evidence markers to cover them because they'd never seen a gunfight this large before. Was anyone killed? Nobody was killed, luckily. But uh, there's some video footage of like guys running around and nobody actually shooting guns on camera. But everybody, you know. There's a lot of uh, the sounds of the gunshots caught on camera, yeah. people hiding behind cars and stuff like that. Man, is it worth it? No. For a gender reveal party? I, I think we can safely say that these gender reveal parties are getting way out of hand. It's a little rich coming from you, Taz. What do you mean? Well, not, and I want to call you a hypocrite, but I was at your son's gender reveal party a few years ago, and it was a bit much. It was not. It was it next was, level. It was pretty subdued. Actually, Jim, I've got some audio of the gender reveal party we had for Grayson. Welcome, everybody. I just want to say we are so excited to be surrounded by our friends and family as we find out whether or not we're going to be welcoming a little daughter or a son into our family. It's great to have you here. And without further ado, here we go. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> Just talking about the Raptors big win last night, baby. Yep. They're still in this thing. Text message here. From one of our listeners, Taz and Jim, I'm pumped that the raps are still in it, but aren't you guys worried about all the people celebrating in the streets if they win again with COVID? Not really. I hadn't really thought about it, but now that you bring it up, I am kind of worried. Just put everybody just ra- rock a mask just so nobody's worried about it. Dude, like- remember last t- last year? It was crazy. Yeah, but look at all the protests and stuff like that. They say that no- nothing, uh, no COVID spikes happen from that. So if everybody puts a mask on. And you're outdoors. And you're outdoors. Social social distanced uh, quasi-riots. A lot of air high fives. <laughs> it's going to be harder to flip cars over. <laughs> One man at a time. Right. When you have to, okay, guys, you got to stay two meters apart from me. Has anybody seen a smart car? (laughs) 
Yeah, it, it could it could get a little crazy, but let's cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> okay, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Worry about Game Seven against the Celtics on Friday, and we'll go from there. I am a little concerned about the university students, though. I was driving around yesterday, Jim, and I was seeing packs of uh, university students traveling together, walking very tight groups down the road. Looked like they were going to parties. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know a lot of a lot of schools across the province have been having issues with, uh, with big frosh week parties going on. Police, zero tolerance. They'll show up. They'll bust it up. And kudos to the students. There's other students who have been ratting these parties out saying, hey, two houses down from me, there's a gathering of people that I'm not comfortable with, and the cops will show up, and they'll they'll shut it down instantly. Hmm. A nerd's dream, really. <laughs> you didn't invite me to the party. Yeah, they'll never st- totally stop the parties, but I, the police are going to make a ton of money in the next couple months from fines alone. The police, oh, fighting people. Yeah, like, there's going to be so many you meant fun. overtime, like the cops are going to um, be making overtime. Maybe, but... Um, yeah, you gotta you gotta send a message somehow. Hundred percent, and you gotta pay for the uh, the stupidity of people. So uh, you gotta give the tickets out. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I I completely get it, and I can remember being a, a young dumb person, um, and I probably would be going to parties too, thinking I was invincible. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no doubt I. I would be the biggest idiot during this. I, I can completely relate to what the students, but still, it's like re- repetition, repetition. Yeah. Tell them be safe. You know, it is what it is. I mean, uh, Lon- London had a, uh, a homecoming party that got out of control every year for five years in a row. Like, it never ended. Everybody yeah. knew not to do it. It's going to happen again this year, COVID style. Well, yeah, Western, McMaster, Queens, and Kingston, they all do fake homecoming parties now. Yeah, you can't stop them. Yeah. So if we couldn't stop them with, without COVID. I don't know how we're going to do it now, but uh, I, I just want to give a kudos and let the people know. Now that I'm not invited to the parties either, I, I want to let all the, all the rats out there know it's cool to tell on your fellow <laughs> students. Revenge of the nerds. If they didn't it. invite you to the party, you call the cops and you get that <laughs> thing shut down. I don't need any super spreaders out there. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.